The Joy Unleashed show empowers and inspires women to reclaim their joy. We provide tools, resources, and connections to help you unlock your true potential through engaging conversations, expert insights, and transformative stories. We create a vibrant and inclusive community where women can break free from the limitations that hold them back. I'm joyologist Colleen Greco, and it is my honor to be your host. Let's get right into the show. Welcome back to another episode of Joy Unleashed. I'm your humble host and joyologist Colleen Greco, and today I am thrilled to welcome Christina Fletcher to the show. Christina is an energy alignment coach, author, and speaker focused on helping people tap into their best self even when life is chaotic and confusing, which is never the case. I know that for a fact. Christina is a Canadian. And if you know me, you know, I love me some Canadians. I love my Canadian friends and family. Um, She lives in the UK and she has a really cool story about that too, that maybe we'll get into. Um, She's there with her husband uh, of 22 years and their three older children. So Christina, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to be here. I I love the idea of talking about joy. This is exciting. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Actually, as a little side note, my daughter turns 21 tomorrow and her middle name is Joy. So I was like, oh, that's just so, yeah. Well, happy birthday to your daughter. That's, that's great. I, um, my oldest is going to be 20. So we're getting close to that. It's not quite yet. It's a ride. (laughs) (laughs) No rush. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen this Instagram post before, but I saw it just before we we came on. And it was a graph about the amount of hours you spend with people over the course of their lifetime. And it's like a ton when they're babies. And it's like this after 21. And it gets really small. Don't tell me that. I was like, that's really sad. Okay, I'm going to work on my relationships. Got it. (laughs) Well, you know, at least she likes being home. She still lives at home. So, you know. Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. Keep her there for a little while. That's the plan. Anyway, there you go. Sidestep already. No, that's that's, that's like half the fun of doing these shows is like, where does it go? Um, But this show just to level set for the viewers um, and the listeners is focused on joy, as you know. And really my goal is to inspire women to take that first step to reclaim joy, rewrite their stories, create lives that really resonate with purpose and passion. Um, So I know from our conversation that this does resonate with you, but maybe you can share with the listeners and the viewers how that is so, and then how it also... um, is how you've architected your life. Ooh, let's mm, dive right into the deep end. Let's dive in deep. Where do we begin with that? Um, I'll have to probably say that I, I think I think the inner calling of living a life that's joyful has always been present for me, and I know that when I've swayed from that, it's always um, it's always hit me hard. So I think it, it's been a a. a well-established pre-program of mine that even probably as a small child when things were passionate and full of life and felt like I was part of this fantastic experience then 
it felt like I was on point. It was like, okay, that's my life of purpose. When it felt like I was dredging along, when it felt like life was too much of a struggle. And of course, everybody has challenges. Like I'm not talking about challenges. I'm not talking about actual crisis. I'm talking about like, you know, that kind of gray area of life where life just kind of goes murky. That always felt not me. And I think that that is kind of um, a key point in that. The arch- how that has made the architect of my life is I think, first of all, it probably starts with, it took a lot of courage of actually acknowledging that, of actually going, darn it, I can't just do what I'm told to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and actually, I don't think enough people actually talk about that, of, of how, yeah, you actually do one day wake up and go, all right, so all these shoulds that I was told, all these things that I, I figure like, you know, that you're given this kind of arc of how to be and you're supposed to check all the points. And when all of a sudden you wake up and go, yeah, this isn't bringing me joy. So then you do actually have to take a step back and actually be brave enough to actually go, so what does? Um, you mentioned, you know, my husband, um, so that, that was like, that was probably a prime example of how that was an architect of my life. I could never date. I never felt called to do any dating. I never really connected to any guys when I was in like my teens and in my twenties, it always felt off. I used to always say it was like a glass wall. I always felt like there was this person for me. There was someone out there for me. And whenever I thought of them, I felt joy. So it was like this elated feeling of, yeah, no, but there's this, this, this connection out there. I have no idea who it is. And I didn't know that I was partaking in like a form of manifestation of some kind. Um, I didn't know about manifestation. I didn't know about law of attraction, but still that connection kind of kept fueling me on. And then one day I just got this nudge and I had to be brave enough to listen to the nudge. And I ended up on a plane over to England and it was actually 9-11, the day after 9-11, and I walked into a room and there was my husband. And it was just like, bam, like instant. Wow. Like fallen in love. We were engaged within three weeks and he moved to Canada with me in six weeks. Like it was just like, whoosh. Wow. So it was like this, these things where you're like, so joy works. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, there's like, this is where you go with lights up, you go with what feels joyful. And that that's, if you say, how has that arc been an architect of my life? That's how it's been an architect of my life. It's like, okay, like following one path of career didn't feel joyful. Oh, wait, you know what, what happens if I'm, I'm following my love of helping people be true to themselves? All of a sudden, I'm a coach, all of a sudden, I'm doing these things, following the joyful path. And you watch as it just unfolds. And that that is the ever guiding light, I think, of my life. And that's how it is an architect. That is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. Because I think, you know, at least in our generation, maybe not so much our kids now. I think they are way more vocal and educated and what have you. But when I was growing up, it was when you go to college, when you have when you get married when you have kids, like in that order, there's no straying from that. That is what we want for you. So that's what you're going to do. Now it just so happened that that is how it worked. So I wasn't against it, but 
I don't know that I really gave a lot of thought to anything else. This is just kind of like how it works. But yeah. over the course of the last number of years, I have, you know, done a lot of questioning and is this the life that I really want? Like I can remember um, back before we had our trauma, I used to say like, what do I want on my tombstone? Even though I want to be cremated, but like figuratively speaking, what do I want people to say about me at my funeral? Your legacy. And, right. And, and am I doing anything in that vein? And the, the good news is about 80% was, but my career wasn't. It's completely not what I wanted to do. It's just what I had been doing and what I was really good at, but it, what, it did not light me up whatsoever. And I, I tell people all of the time, the greatest crime I believe is staying stuck. It's just saying, this is it. Like, this is what I'm doing. It's like, it doesn't have to be that way. You're right. You do need a dose of courage to take that first step, but you know, in your heart, when you are out of alignment and when you are in flow, you're, it's like, it's like you're, I don't know, I've never surfed, but it's like you're surfing, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, we can imagine, I've never surfed, but we can imagine that that's what flows. <laughs> so, so in this visual of me surfing, I have the body of, no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't want yeah, to I mean, me surfing, I'm sorry. <laughs> just like works and yeah. there doesn't have to be any question. And it's not that you don't still experience hard times as you're going through what you believe you're calling to be. It, it's not like I said, I'm just, I'm going to be a joyologist and thousands of people are going to show up on my doorstep and want coaching. So yeah. no, that hasn't happened, but not I yet. show up every day and I feel like I'm in the right place. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you meet, you meet the right people. You have the right conversations that like, we don't put enough emphasis on the vi the vital force and and of that flow really is mm -hmm. that it means that instead of you know it's the whole idea of like walking against the flow flowing against the flow flowing against the flow going against them you're like you know paddling so hard upstream and grind. yet when you actually go what's the joyful path what is it that feels and i mean like okay sometimes when you're in a really challenging time and when you're really in in the depths of it reaching for joy yeah that's a little hard but what feels lighter what feels more at ease what feels um more in line like i love the fact that you asked like it's like what 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 am i doing that's aligned to what i want written on my tombstone it's like yeah what what actually feels more like that and you actually tap into that space of of how you feel and all of a sudden you watch as as you just get into the current and as soon as mm -hmm. you're in the current then it feels so it feels so good. So good. It, it feels so good. Yeah. Yeah. So really one does. of the things you talk about is, you know, helping people tap into their best selves and, you know, even while things may be chaotic and confusing. And I feel um, just, I'm not necessarily in your industry, but we're, we're connected right in our, in our work. I feel like there are so many tools and so many people out there doing so many different things. Um, some of it is wildly confusing. Um, I'm curious, not your content, by the way. Your content is amazing. But um, I'm just curious, 
What I like to go down the confusing paths. I was just thinking, I'm okay with a rabbit hole here and there. Like, I like to make those simple, but okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. But with all the tools and all the people and all the messages, like, how can you help somebody that hasn't taken that first step? Like, what are some sim simple steps you can share to just help people get started in the right direction? It's sort of like, so I do mindset coaching and I do nutrition coaching. So okay. I'm not going to get into the depths of nutrition coaching in the beginning. I'm going to say like, let's look at what you're eating. Like that seems consumable. And then when they get stronger, we go into more yeah. complex topics. But like, so that's where I'm kind of going with this. So what yeah. are the, the first few simple things people can do? Uh, the first thing that I always recommend is that we look at your nervous system, honestly, um, because we talk about being brave. We talk about the courage of actually stepping into being true to yourself and being your best self and actually allowing joy to, I love the phrase architect of your life. Got to say, might steal it. Um, <laughs> just bought <Tag> <laughs> yeah, I will. Um, but, but in order to be brave, you have to feel safe. You, you have to feel safe in that moment in your body. And quite honestly, the like 80, 90%, 99% of the population right now don't feel that safe. We're bombarded by so many different things in this world at the moment and always. Um, but so, so many people are just in survival mind. It's just survival mindset. It's that sense of um, feeling like, you know, it's fight or flight. It's that sense of defense. It's the sense of how do I protect myself? And and one of the first things that I always like to talk about is the fact that, you know, your your mind, your brain is not actually your best friend. It's actually not telling you the truth. Instead, it's just telling you what's going to keep you safe. Mm -hmm. So its whole job is to keep you safe. And sometimes that means actually keeping you in your old patterns. It's mm -hmm. keeping all of those old neural pathways alive because that's what it knows and that's what it says is safe so the first step is to actually ask whether you feel safe in your body are you feeling triggered are you feeling um like your your head is loud that's what i used to always say it to my kids it's like is your head loud do you feel like your head's swirling all the time and you can't kind of keep track um, and then it's a question of how do we get you grounded? How do we actually give you this present moment? How do we get you here and now? And, and honestly, my very favorite tool of that is actually to focus on your feet. Yeah. Is it, is a simple energetic tool that where attention goes, energy flows. So if you're swirling around in your head, all your attention is up in your head. And if all your attention is up in your head, all your energy is up in your head. So you focus on your feet. You visualize, you know, your toes, you wiggle your toes, you imagine the soles of your feet, you imagine uh, roots flowing down into the ground, and your energy drops. Yep. And then you can start breathing deeper, and then you can start relaxing, and the deeper you breathe, the more your vagus nerve starts getting stimulated, and your whole nervous system can start to regulate, and then you can feel safe. And that's when you can actually start going, okay, so now that I'm safe, what's joy? Like mm -hmm. what, but trying to do, and I mean like, okay, yeah, like we can talk about like, you know, all of the different tools and I'm happy to talk like any, 
we can go wherever you want. But like uh, those conversations, they feel unsafe if you're mm-hmm. not feeling ready and grounded and present as who you really are in this moment. And, and, and so therefore you need to focus on that first. So I, to- I totally agree. So much of what I teach is around self-love and I tell people, it's like, you can't just say, you should just love yourself. Like, oh, wow. I wish I thought of that. Thank you. That's, that's so helpful. Right. Like, I'll go do that right now. <laughs> why don't I just go climb Mount Everest? Cause that seems yeah. easier, you know? Yep. And it's yeah. like, you have to take little steps in, in what I found in my own journey. Um, and I call it joy in the smallest of moments was like, I would take the dog for a walk. And is it annoying that he only walks about a mile in an hour? Yep. But I don't have to focus on that. I can focus on like the birds chirping or the leaves changing or the snow on the ground or something, you know, that you don't have a springer spaniel who pulls your arm out of your socket. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know what I mean? Like there's so many different ways to look at the same situation. And when you start to think about like how, how many options there are out there, your way isn't necessarily the only way there are other ways to look at things and as i as i start to you know i guess peel back the layers of the onion with various clients they're like wow i never considered that and it just takes that tiny little mindset shift to just start you know that um i guess to be able to see that there is a far bigger future for you than what you think. And it's fascinating. And it's so much fun. (laughs) It's so much much fun. And it is. And that's why I mean, like, you have to practice being the observer of your own perception, you have to take a step away from what you think is. Mm -hmm. And then you start observing your own mind. And you actually start going, okay, so wait, if your mind is not your best friend, and not just telling you the truth, if your mind is actually just repeating patterns over and over again, then what do you need to do to feel better? You know, it's like you can actually choose thoughts that feel better. You can yeah. actually choose perspectives that feel better. Um, one of my favorite authors, Daniel Laporte, she always write, she wrote a book called The Desire Map. And the questions of The Desire Map is you always ask yourself, how do I want to feel? And what small steps can I take to feel the way I want to feel? Mm-hmm. And when you start doing that and you're on your walk and you're like, wah, 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 you know, stupid dog, whatever, <laughs> which we all do sometimes, you know, yep. you actually go, well, wait, how do I want to feel? Are these thoughts equaling the way I want to feel? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, actually I want to feel joy. Okay. So what small steps can I do to feel the way I want to feel? And then you start looking for those outside perceptions. But it is important to remember that when your nervous system is triggered, when you are in a state of fight or flight and survival mode, you actually, your brain itself is into tunnel vision. It won't do that. It becomes like that, you know, reptilian mind of like only looking to see like a spotlight. Where's the danger? Where's the danger? Where's the danger? So it's, it's even that, like even going, okay, well, let's, let's, let's change perception. That feels scary to your mm-hmm. brain. So that's, it's, it's this interesting thing of going, well, how is my brain perceiving this situation? 
is my brain in survival mode? Is it is it upset with me right now for tiptoeing into uncharted territory? You know, and then it's 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 defragmenting that and getting back to how you want to yes. feel, back to the heart, my lord, back to the heart. I- I always talk about the ego, which is what you're talking about, and how it is like this massive computer and it has hundreds of thousands of millions of stories to serve up to you right when most times you don't really want it. (laughs) And it reinforces those limiting beliefs. And it's, it's fascinating to me. One of the things that I think was the most transformational part of my journey was when I realized if I told myself that story... I can just tell myself another story. I can tell myself that the sky is purple if I want to. If that, if I told myself it was blue and I have nothing else to back that up, why don't I just tell myself it's purple? And that helped tremendously in my own healing. And, and so I, I use those stories all the time with clients to say, you can literally change your own mind today. Yeah. Now, you may not be an expert at it today, but it's it's those tiny little steps over time and they they yes. they stack up to massive changes they do and it's important to remember that you know those neural pathways in your brain they are like a giant cornfield who you have to actually walk that path a few times we've all been there right <laughs> yeah. you know, everyone's been there but i know i've been there where you know you're you need you're like i don't want to use this path anymore you know the well-worn path i'm going to rock this path and then you have to trample it all down and then it starts bringing mm-hmm. up you have to practice it. So it's important to have that self-compassion, um, that self-love to actually say, it's okay. This is actually a new choice, a new yes. belief. This is what we want to do now. Um, there's power in decision. That moment of decision, that's actually the golden moment when you actually decide and you actually say, yeah, you know what? Screw it. I'm actually just going to live a life of joy. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to look for thoughts that give me joy. I'm going to look for perceptions that give me joy. You will forget. 100%, you will forget. You will do better. You'll just, you just tell the story. You need to do better, a little bit better every day. There will be days that you are, find yourself under your bed covers, you know, yep. going, never mind. And you will remember. <laughs> and then you get back to it. It's just how this works. You are walking a new path in a cornfield. So but it's the decision to make that new path. It's like, amen all over the place. Because yep. the thing is, there, I say the same thing. Sometimes the very best thing you can say is I woke up. Like, that's yep. it. There was nothing else good about today. That will still happen, but your rebound is going to be so much faster because, like you said, you have, like, carved these new pathways. So, amen yeah. to I, that. I, I, okay, as a little side note. Yeah. Um, I saw this thing, I saw this post come up the other day and I was like, this is actually the funniest thing. Someone was advising that for your alarm, you actually set a round of applause. <laughs> okay. like, oh my God, I actually really love this idea. So they're like, you know, so then you can feel really proud of yourself for accomplishing something. Yeah, check. <laughs> it's like, ta-da, I woke up. <laughs> I love that. I, I might try that. I know. I was like, I think I'm like, I don't have to set alarms, but I might <laughs> just for the heck of it. <laughs> That's actually an awesome segue to um, when we first connected and, and I have to read this because I'm going to get it wrong. But when we first connected, you said something that kind of like took my breath away. And so that's a compliment. 
Thank you. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it came off that way. Um, <laughs> there was something I'd been feeling and I really couldn't put words to it. And the funny thing is I coach on this topic often, but it's very, you know, it's different when it's, when it's mm-hmm. you, you don't see yourself the same way. No. And I was sharing how I was surprised that there was a specific scenario that I had done work on. I had let the issue go and I found myself actually that day earlier in the day, hysterically crying to like to a level I don't think I've ever. <laughs> and I shared it with you and you said that the timing from incident to decision from heart to head was another process. And so like, it was all about that. Yeah, you did the work, but there's, you know, there are other parts of the body that kind of like then have to follow. And so I didn't know if you were, um, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but tell us a little bit more about what you meant. Cause that, that honestly was so important for me to hear that day. And I really appreciate it. And I don't know if you even remember that part of our conversation, but I was like, I can, I can shut down for the day now. I'm good. <laughs> oh, well, I think I'm glad I'm going back to, I think I'm glad that you could shut down for the day to process. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. Um, no, I mean, honestly, that's something that I'm actually really passionate about talking about. So I'm definitely happy to go in there. Um, so you, when you introduced me, you said, you know, you introduced me as an alignment coach and alignment. We often think of as alignment in mindset work. Um, but where I like to work with alignment is actually understanding that there's, there's four aspects of ourselves. And those are like your physical, your mental, your emotional, and your spiritual worlds of yourself. And if you imagine energy flowing, and I will get to your question, I'm just kind of giving a little bit of a pre preview thing here. Um, energy flows from above you, part of the universe, it flows down through your top of your head, down through your, like your spiritual world is on top. Your mental world, your emotional world, and your physical world. We've been talking through this conversation about like your physical world being your sense of security. That's your like nervous system. It's like how you feel in this body, how you are, whether you're like triggered, whether you're in survival mode, whether you need to be all on defense, or whether you're feeling present and able in this physical self. Your mental world is of course your mindset and your perception allowing that alignment in the stories that you tell yourself. But your emotional world is this mysterious, informative space, which we quite frankly shut down on a regular basis. It's probably where we hold the most out of alignment because we don't want to feel things because we think it's going to hurt more. But fascinatingly enough, your heart, your whole emotional world is actually made and aligned to joy. It's aligned to love. It's aligned to feel. This is what it does. It's actually ready to feel. Um, Interestingly enough, there's studies that have shown that like your heart's energy field is actually five times stronger than that of your head energy field. Like your heart energy can go up to 5,000 feet around you. Like your heart energy, when you let it, will soar and change worlds. Like this is a massive resource. But throughout our lives, we get hurt, we get triggered. Um, Situations happen that we feel we have to protect our hearts. So we hold all that energy in. And then we focus on the head. 
And, and interestingly enough, other studies have shown that, you know, between the messages between your head and your heart, your heart is actually the, the majority of messages to your head, not the other way around. So your heart's like shouting all of this stuff up to your head and your head's like stuck in this thing of, no, we need to keep safe. We need to keep safe. No, we need to keep the patterns in check. It receives the messages. It usually gets them all wrong. It's like, oh yeah, you're right. We feel sad. Well, that must be that person's fault. <laughs> it's like, it just gets into this muddle and the heart just keeps attempting to process, but it's just being pushed down. Mm -hmm. So in that instance where you were talking about how all of a sudden you just found yourself uncontrollably crying, you'd done the work, your mental alignment had gotten into place, you let go of the the restrictions that you'd been putting on your heart. And so finally your heart was able to go, oh thank God, and explode it all over Freedom. the place. Freedom. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to totally unfold. And those ripples could could release and release and release. And anything that was attempting to be processed was being processed. And, and so then, then it was just gone. Then it's gone. Which was so amazing that I hadn't considered that I hadn't uh, released from my heart yet that I had released from everywhere else. So I really hope people like replay this section, replay the whole thing. Cause we're fun, but replay this section in particular. Cause it's, it's so powerful. And there was a moment where I thought, am I, am I crazy? Like, is this what losing it looks like? <laughs> it wasn't, it was just, and your heart's like, yes, I'm losing it. <laughs> the final flush. It was the final flush, flush, you know? Yes. And I mean, the, the wonderful thing about alignment, what I find when you actually start observing your alignment, when you're actually like, oh, my, my head chatters, not, not, not working, like not in the direction that I want. It's not an alignment. So then you're working on your mental alignment. Then all of a sudden you're like, ooh, okay, no, actually there's some stuff in my heart that needs to be let go of. When you actually start observing yourself from a perspective of alignment, it's so proactive. You know, like, and, and like, because it's not just, oh yeah, no, that's released. So your heart's in the clear, you're done for life. That's good. It's not, it's not like that. It's like, even, um, you know, I, I mentioned, okay, my daughter's turning 21. I'm in a new chapter of life. This year has been all about for my, myself personally, a lot of, of personal realignment. My heart has been releasing all of these different, um, emotions around being a mom. You know, it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're, I don't actually have to run around making sure that everyone's okay all the time. Oh, how's my heart Me doing? Too. She, she yeah. doesn't like know what that looks like. You know, it's like, she's like, but I love them. And you're like, yes, you can. And you can love them even though they're across like, you know, the country. That's fine. Yeah. It gets, it's re-allowing things to shift and realign. And there's a lot of unpacking. But you don't have to think it out. All of a sudden yeah. you're just like, hmm. So you go for a walk and you're like, just do whatever you need to do. Process whatever you need to process. That's fine. I don't, I can be focusing on something else. Head does not need to do all the work. And you don't have to get a second dog to replace those feelings. Either. I mean, I did, but I'm just saying, you know, you can go for the walk without the dog. I actually have learned like as someone who has a Springer, it's easier to go without the dog. <laughs> Yeah, but I got a second dog. Yeah, I know. It it was not my finest hour, but we love him and it's all going to be great. Um, well, we have two more cats. Does that count? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, you could you could be Christina the cat lady if you I, wanted to. There's that possibility, I suppose. No offense to the cat ladies out there. I'm just no saying. Offense. I leave that smile to my daughter. She think, 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 think. <laughs> Cats don't come to me. It's all good. Oh, <laughs> I want to make sure we share um, your step-by-step guide to releasing the guilts and the shoulds, as you call it. So we have it up here. Um, spirituallyawareliving.com slash guide to guilt. And that'll also be in the show notes. So I want to make sure we put that in there. Thank you. Um, I was hoping we could cover, um, I kind of feel like we already did, but one thing that you had um, posted about was, you know, emotions being a guidance system. And I wasn't sure if you could spend a few moments to kind of just double click on that a little bit. Yeah. Unpack that, if you will. Yeah. I, 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 another of my favorite topics. Um, it it is okay if. Okay. Now, look. Now I now I have to actually formulate where I was going because it was almost like a download of all these thoughts all at once. Um, you are. We talked about at the beginning that you know joy is your natural state of being. This is who mm-hmm. you are. Like this is this is you know a little baby comes into the world and they burst into tears when they realize that they're actually in this physical form, but still, but just before that, they're like, ah, this is great. There, we are made of love and joy and positive energy. So there, when you actually see that as positive emotion, you can kind of see that when you're feeling joy, when you're feeling satisfaction, when you're feeling a sense of flow, then you know that you are aligned, you are in alignment with your best self. Mm -hmm. When you feel stressed, when you feel strung out, when you feel anxious, when you feel angry, when you're feeling resentful, all of those emotions move you away from that sense of connection. So it's like a GPS or like your cell phone, you know, like when you're trying to find the best signal. Do we do that anymore? I don't know if we do that as much anymore. (laughs) Those good signals pretty much everywhere. But still, there were those days, right? Of like, oh, where's the good signal? That that is what your emotions can be. So we have a tendency to put a lot of shame on emotions. We put a lot of guilt on emotions. It's like, I shouldn't be feeling this. And it's like, actually, you should. That is actually a communicative tool that's given that your heart is using to tell you you might need to reshift realign, re refocus on something that makes you feel better. You're, you are actually being asked to, to reconnect or replug in to a better version of yourself. The caveat of that, I would say is that, um, when you, there's things like grief or things like initial feelings of, of being mad at someone, not angry, but mad, you have emotions that will bubble up but those are pathway emotions. They are emotions that come up and you walk them. Mm -hmm. Um, They are journeys and experiences that get you to the other end of something. It's when you hold on to them and suppress them that you're still not actually listening to them. So emotions are a language and it's important to understand your own personal relationship with your heart that is offering you that language. So it, it's about a journey. It's what needs to be processed. It's what needs, you know, I talk about, oh, it's like, I'll be in a moment and go like, ooh, that's not great. What is that emotion? Mm-hmm. It's like asking your heart and saying, what are you trying to tell me in this? What do you need? 
And you will find that all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, there's something to clear up or you will get a guidance. You will get an inner knowing of what you need to clear up and then you can work your way through. Yeah. It's just a matter of listening, knowing that there is all kinds of communication happening at any moment of any day. And when something feels, sometimes I like to describe it as just icky, like, ugh, I don't know what it is, but it's, ugh. Pay attention to the, ugh. It's telling you something. Absolutely. I said I turned off my notifications, by the way, and there went, there goes one. (laughs) I don't know what happened. Is something important? There you go. (laughs) Yeah. I, at this point, the dogs would be barking. They're not here right now. And the UPS driver would show up because that's usually what. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, okay. but or maybe the chime was to say, you girls got it right because we do. It is all about listening to your body and truly listening, saying like, what is that about? Let me pull on that thread for a little bit. I will find the source of this ugh feeling. And then you can decide what to do with it and let it go. And that is the greatest journey when you start to just let all of that stuff go and say, this is no longer serving me. This is not who I am. I choose who I am. And, and this is the path that I want to take. hundred percent. And it's, it's knowing that you have, I think like something that, that why I suppose society suggests is that you don't have time to figure it out. And you do. Mm -hmm. I say the power's in the decision. You don't need to decide until you're ready. You actually don't need to decide. You can be like, okay, I kind of want to align to joy. Maybe, I'm not sure. And you can actually feel around that. You can also um, become curious in, because when you actually build up the muscle of curiosity, then you're actually giving yourself the space to be like, oh, I don't like that feeling. I don't know what that is. What is that feeling? Rather than, I don't like that feeling. I don't know what it is. We're just going to hide that somewhere in the closets of myself and forget that that exists. Get curious, poke around, let it kind of come out, you know, like, and, and don't think that it's a done, like a one and done deal. It's not like this week, I've been having some weird stuff coming out, a lot of transitional things. That's what we work through. Like I, mm-hmm. I sit down at my desk, I do my meditations, I journal it out. I'm investigating all the time. I do emotion code. I don't know if you've ever done emotion code. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so yeah, like it's that I do it for my clients. Might as well do it for me. You know, it's like it's it's these we investigate, we get curious, and don't judge yourself for needing to get curious. Give yourself permission to be curious and actually ask your heart what she's actually trying to tell your head. Don't listen to your head of what she's trying to tell your heart. I love it. That is the perfect, perfect segue. Um, Thank you for everything today. This was such an awesome, first of all, so fun conversation. Um, So insightful. I thought, you know, everything you brought um, was just really necessary for people to hear. We have over 7,000 people listening and watching every week. So the, your message is going to get out there. Um, be ready. <laughs> I Yay, your, excellent. All is welcome. <laughs> I shared your Instagram and your Facebook, um, Spiritually Aware Living. Please give Christina a follow. And um, I, I just thank you for your time today. This was a really great session. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having thank me you. on. Until next time, that was this episode of Joy Unleashed please head over to YouTube, leave us a comment, and we'll see you soon.
Thank you for tuning in to Joy Unleashed. As always, it's my honor to be your host and joyologist, Colleen Greco. Follow me at the Colleen Greco on Instagram for daily motivation and inspiration. And don't forget to leave my show a review on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, sisters. <laughs>